Three minutes it is before 8 p.m. We go into our business wrap and joining us uh, to uh, wrap up some of the big uh, stories in the world of business on this Tuesday. I'm joined by Pinda Mangoloti, Head of Trading at Merit Securities. Pinda, good evening to you, my brother. Good evening. Good evening. I'm good. Yes, Lord. They are available in chocolate flavor, my brother. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Pinda, my man, and the Blue Label Telecoms. Yeah. Blue Label, they've delayed the uh, uh, publication of the uh, annual results for the year ending, I think, end of May. Uh, and uh, this might, uh, I guess, attract some attention and a potential suspension uh, from the JSC. What's the backstory here? And we do know that, I guess, the downgrade of Salsi to a default, a, a default, uh, what do they call default grade? Don't know. Rating. Default rating. Yes, uh, has certainly had a massive impact uh, on uh, the showing there of not only uh, Blue Label Telecoms but even the likes of Net One. Yeah, that's correct. Um, so backdrop, backdrop. Um, you've partially given it. Um, which is basically um, Blue Label Telecom's um, 5.5 uh, billion rand investment, which was um, which they did back in 2016, where they acquired about 45% um, of Celsi. Uh, unfortunately, um, since the introduction of Celsi into our market, becoming the third uh, mobile operator, uh, the company has struggled to 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 deliver any profit uh, of any size. And, uh, and as a result, um, what Blue Telecom, um, Blue Label Telecom has done is um, also looking into considering reducing their estate, um, if at all, actually even exiting the investment. Um, so the reason now we're talking about is a possible suspension from the JSE. Mm-hmm. Um, again, from a listed company point of view, you have requirements. Um, where, um, in terms of, publish, of publishing your annual results, where you are given a four-month leeway um, just after your um, your year end, and as you said in the intro, Blue Label Telecom's year end is uh, is May, right? and they needed to to um, to release their results um, within those four months. That is before the end of the current month. Um, the company has, however, come up and said that they will release. They're confident that they will release their results by mm. the 26th of this month. Um, so they might possibly avoid that suspension. However, if as the the deadline set by the JSE of the end of this month, those results do not come out, we might see the company um, being forced um, into suspension. Uh, or the company also has a um, has the right to actually write to the JSE a, and request. A, uh, a voluntary, uh, um, a voluntary sus- suspension uh, of their uh, of their listed shares. Mm. Um, bigger story again is that um, when it comes to Salsi, their investment, um, they they actually found it very hard to actually value that. Uh, so this again brings in two key risks uh, for any company out there. First one being um, an investment in an unlisted asset, um, which again in terms of um, in terms of determining the value of your investment becomes hard. Um, and then the second one is from a listed company point of view is that you, um, is that you, you adhere to certain rules set by the exchange. Right? And any deviation from that might actually result into consequences for the particular company. Yeah, it's uh, certainly a tough one here uh, for uh, Blue Label Telecoms. And uh, I guess, uh, you know, it's a tough 
a moment of existential reflection for Salsi, uh, probably asking themselves some difficult questions about uh, their continued involvement in the telecom sector, what shape that takes. Many people have suggested that uh, uh, they shouldn't be investing so much in the capital expenditure and should rather maybe piggyback on the infrastructure of some of the existing players. What do you think about that, Pinder? Um, it, it is a solution. Um, again, it is, um, I mean, just to go back to some of the, sort of the, the limitations uh, of any entra, uh, of any new in, entrant in a particular market, specifically telecoms. Um, there is a huge outlay that the company needs to have. Uh, in Celsius, um, um, point or, or case in point, Celsius, um, they didn't have that much. As a result, they then tended to borrow um, quite heavily, uh, which is then reflected um, in, in their balance sheet. Um, in fact, in trying to, in trying to um, alleviate or get the company out of this financial quagmire that they find themselves in, um, they just concluded an agreement with, uh, with MTN in terms of roaming um, in terms of roaming agreement, where they now they'll pick it back uh, on MTN's um, network, and that will reduce their network and also their capex um, as a whole. So, um, if you do, as a company, if you do find a a a, um, a suitable agreement between the two parties, uh, where you can. Um, let's say use um, someone else's infrastructure uh, in the interim as you build yourself up to a um, a, a standalone company. Do so, right? Um, and and also that would actually prevent you finding yourself where South mm. is today. Yeah, it's a, it's a, certainly a sad state of play there. Uh, for Blue Label Telecoms. Let's maybe shift our attention briefly now to uh, the uh, compensation fund. Uh, They uh, pay people for, uh, what do they call it, occupational injuries and diseases and all manner of uh, other things. Now, it seems that uh, they're failing uh, to uh, move away from from qualified audits on the part of the Auditor General, uh, Auditor General complaining there that uh, they don't have the necessary internal controls uh, to uh, properly document and record some of the benefits uh, uh, that are applied for and some of the benefits that they pay out and uh, that uh, they potentially could be doing a lot better uh, in accounting for some of the resources that they spend on paying out claims and all manner of other things uh, that are in the normal course of the work uh, that they do. Uh, so, uh, I mean, what does this mean for the turnaround strategy that uh, one Mr. Mfata is trying to push there? Um, unfortunately, it means um, prolonged turnaround um, because I mean, if you look at the past three, four, five financial um, periods, the Auditor General has actually not given um, uh, the compensation fund a, uh, a, a a good audit report, and that unfortunately doesn't um, doesn't bode well right, for the um, for the for the fund, um, even given the proposed strategies um, that the team is putting in place in terms of. Um, uh, in terms of basically making sure that um, operationally the company uh, runs smoothly and efficiently. I mean, like, if, if you if you look at the three players um, involved in uh, um, involved in this uh, in this let's call it a value chain, uh, you have employers, uh, which would be um, SABC. You work for SABC mm. uh, because um, SABC has you as an employee, and then they have to register with the with the fund, um, and then SABC will have to um, contribute towards the fund just in case something yes. happens to you. Yeah. Uh, and also, you then have uh, you 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 will have you have an employee, right? Who, when at the unfortunate occurs, then they have to submit a claim. Um, and then, when, then there's the doctor then who would, um, who would then assess my uh, my injury. So basically, there's, there's there's these three players, and all of them, unfortunately, they're still complaining about the same um, 
a doctor's point of view, they're complaining that um, the, 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 the compensation fund-related um, incidences are not paid and mm. therefore they tend to shy away from those. Uh, secondly, from an employee point of view, um, you then um, you unfortunately then put on a rather um, long um, waiting period before you can get the benefits out. And also from an employer point of view, you have been contributing for the past couple of years, and now you have an employee that's constantly reminding you that they, 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 they has the claim been submitted uh, because the fund has not paid out. Uh, so so the, these complaints are not going away. Uh, and if you if you follow the compensation fund, let's say let's say you start from 2013, mm. um, you pretty much find the very same issues faced by the fund then are still relevant in the 2018-2019 financial year. Yeah, some uh, some difficult challenges there because we also uh, know I think, and I stand to be corrected here, but the compensation fund alongside the UIF and the GPF. Uh, also happen to invest much of uh, the funds that they invest, uh, which are contributions on the part of uh, the employers there, uh, with the PIC. I stand to be corrected on that one. No, 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 you you, you actually, you are correct. Mm. No, you are correct. Mm. Let's shift our attention now to uh, uh, that, uh, I guess, regional office there that is led by a former head of economic policy at the National Treasury, uh, Munala Ratsuma, and that is the uh, BRICS uh, uh, Bank's regional office. Uh, and uh, the BRICS Bank here offering their first RAND-based uh, loan uh, that they're going to be extending to Sunra. Yeah, that's correct. Um, I'm not going to get into your intro right, earlier on um, ah, about ah, ah, consumers. Pinda, no, wait, let's pause there. Let's pause there. Pinda, these guys yeah. are going to the capital markets to go and borrow some more, to expand the toll infrastructure, and maybe potentially pay off some debt, right? Because yeah. there's an extensive consumer boycott in the province of Gauteng against e-tolls. Let's not be afraid to say it. I mean, the big issue here is that everybody has been asking who's going to pay off the debt. And it seems here now that the BRICS Bank has to come in and give us a bit more debt. Uh, uh, you know that thing of going to borrow from Paul to pay Peter, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I, I, it's simply put, I mean, it's... Uh, Look, just just the, the highlights of uh, of this loan. So we know the term, which is 15 years, uh, and the principal amount of uh, of seven billion rands. Um, however, there are still missing key um, components uh, of the term sheet. Uh, mm. I.e., we're talking about interest rates. Sure. Um, we're talking about the repayment terms. Would it be by annually? Will be annually? Uh, and also the total interest. And uh, if you if you look at, if you use the repayment term of 15 years. And then you look at, at our South African government uh, bonds in issue. Currently now, the, 10, the 12 year and the 20 year, I think they're sitting around about 9.18% and 9.84%. So therefore, you could roughly sort of take a figure in between there in terms of, um, in terms of the rate mm. that this loan will be coming out. Sure. But then again, um, unless we get that term sheet, uh, we cannot um, conclusively say that that's the rate that, um, that the BRICS Bank is, uh, is, is, is extending this loan to, uh, to Sangha 4. Uh, so, um, look, I, I guess, I guess it's, it's better than going to, going to, to the general IMF. market or capital market. Yeah. yeah. Or even the IMF or the IFC, you know? Yeah, ab- mm. uh, yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, if you, if you then look at the, at the, at the terms that will be attached to that, there'll be far more strenuous control, compared, compared to the BRICS. 
because mm. the BRICS then is the setup of these five nations, which we all know, and uh, there is then that collaboration between these two nations where the, the BRICS bank can either extend the loan in your own currency or in a different currency. Um, and also in terms, of, uh, in, in, in terms of the loans, they can actually even guarantee that. Right. And also when they do extend the loan, um, they would not forcefully do that or shove that down your throat, so to speak. Um, if only if the if the if the if the BRICS member, um, you know, accepts um, that type of loan, and then the mm. then the loan will be uh, will be extended uh, for that uh, particular development or project development in that mm. country. Certainly, an interesting one to follow there. I like the fact that it's uh, denominated in rand. Certainly, doesn't expose that kind of liability to any currency risk, least of all in the context that we find ourselves in with the volatility with the rand. Uh, but uh, of course, uh, also I guess because Ipangie tonight, uh, we can uh, go on uh, terms that are much more favourable because Nati we are. Uh, have contributed in a significant way to uh, the establishment of this particular bank and we'll certainly watch, I guess, uh, what uh, much of the proceeds of that particular loan are dedicated and expended on. Before I let you go, Pinda, uh, I just want to get your views, of course, on uh, the latest uh, when it comes to the old mutual matter. Uh, Just before we went on air, hearing that apology uh, from uh, Trevor Manuel for calling, I guess, casting aspersions on the judgment and uh, the character of... Uh, one uh, judge Brian Mashile and uh, yeah what do you make of that and uh, him even say yeah Peter Moyo is allowed to go to Old Mutual as long as he just goes to the coffee shop and he meets uh, employees on the ground floor but he's not allowed any access to his former office uh, will, will, will they extend Wi-Fi at the coffee shop so at least he's uh, Wi-Fi coffee shop Old Mutual I'm, 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 I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure he could <laughs> I'm, I'm just asking, uh, but anyway, just to get back to the point, um, look, I, I guess, I, I guess from um, you know, from where I'm sitting, anyway, um, I guess even the the general feeling or the mood after the press conference that uh, that uh, that Trevor held, um, it, it it was a blow to judiciary, um, because mm. in a sense, or however you look at it, it was basically him undermining the judgment. I was just a um, bad taste, man, for someone like Trevor. I... Bad taste, bad taste, Pinda. I mean, you were a minister for Pete's sake, and you go and yeah. you attack the judiciary as if you you're you're a political illiterate of sorts. Ah, ah man, uh-uh. yeah. no, no, bro, no. you you're not referring to us, right? We're not uh, okay. Anyway, I'm just uh, saying, but man, um, just... look, um, I, 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 um. Certainly, um, apology is is you know is is warranted, and hence what which is what we got. Uh, but I, I don't think this is over. I mean, um, now the fact that they're allowing him to go back to the SABC would like to fill the following executive vacancies within the organisation: Group Executive Corporate Affairs, Group Executive for Technology, Group Executive for Television. If you are interested in applying for any of these positions, please refer to the SABC website on www.sabc.co.za. And uh, forward slash vacancies, www.sabc.co.za forward slash vacancies for detailed advertisements and the prescribed electronic application form. The SABC is not obliged to fill an advertised position. Appointments will be made in accordance with the SABC's employment equity plan and uh, any other applicable legislation. The closing date for applications is the 20th of September 2019. Pinda! Hey, Pinda. Pinda. Ah, we seem to have lost Pinda there. 
Seems Pinda has uh, gone away there, but uh, we'll have to leave it there. Uh, certainly Pinda expressing some of his uh, misgivings there about uh, uh, what is happening to uh, Peter Moyo uh, at uh, Old Mutual. And uh, I, I seem to agree with Pinda. It's, this is not the last we're going to hear of this particular matter. And it seems that uh, the ongoing soapy there and that uh, collision course between uh, Peter Mtandazo Moyo and the board continues.